What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, and BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM, and SeatGeek.com, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. The 49ers, Nick Wagoner of ESPN wrote this, did the research. The 49ers are entering one of the toughest stretches in the history of the NFL. No team has ever played a three-game stretch this late in the season against three teams that all have a winning percentage over 80%. That's what the Niners are walking into when it starts at home with the Packers on Sunday night. Uh, pretty incredible. Well, just do the math, right? The Packers are 8-2. and two, The Ravens are 8-2. and two, So that's 16-4. and four, And then the Saints are 9-1. and one, Or they're 8-2 and two too. Oh, yeah, because they lost to the, uh, the Falcons a couple weeks ago. So you're basically playing three straight eight and two teams, two of them on the road. <clears throat> and you'd say, if you were ranking just the, you know, you did a top five in the league, all three of them are in the top five in some order, right? The Patriots, the Niners, the Saints, the Ravens, and the Packers. Now you'd say there's really a top six because how could you not put Seattle? Seattle played the Niners at home and beat them. So there's like a kind of a top power six in my opinion right now. And the Niners are going in a stretch. If you want to include Seattle, where they're playing four game, four opponents in five games, they're just fucking good, you know. And two of honestly, man, call me crazy. I would include Atlanta. They've just won back to back road games against New Orleans and Carolina. Did you see what Dan Quinn and did? Not even, they blew. They blew them both out. Did you see what Dan Quinn did? Over the bye what, week, sign a contract extension. No, they, they like picked names out of a hat to reassign the staff. And they like change play calling duties because he he I think he was desperate right he was one yeah. and seven Raheem, Raheem went from wide receiver coach to DB and coach, he's call which, and he's duh. calling part of the defense so it's like they just kind of pick names out of a hat they switched it all up and like you said they, they, they look fucking good and you take a step back you go well they don't have scrubs right they got a guy named Julio they got Calvin Ridley. 
they got some pretty good. I saw Tariq, uh, Tariq McKinley. Is that how you say his name? The kid from UCLA who they drafted a couple years ago in the first Ta- round. Uh, Ta- yeah, uh, Tack McKinley. Who, who yeah. brought up the picture of his grandma. I mean, it's not funny. She's right. passed away on stage. It was awesome, though. And, like, everyone's getting sacks now. So, yeah, I, if that's the easiest game you have, which record-wise down the stretch, because I don't factor in, like, oh, L.A. is just some pushover. Like, they're not terrible. So, yeah, the Seattle game is the last game, so it's actually six weeks away. But They just got some games. But the Atlanta man. game and the Rams games are just at home, right? The Packers, the, the Falcons, and the Rams games are at home. You could make the case the Niners – need to win all three of those home games if they're going to have a first-round bye. In the well, I think when you factor in that they're 9-1, and one, like if I told you right now the Niners were 6-4, and four, would you feel good about them being a playoff team? No. Exactly. Not in the NFC. Because I think we're talking about like, are we sure they're going to go 12-4? and four? It's like, think how crazy that is. They're 9-1. and fucking one. Usually when you're 9-1, and one, you're like, oh, you're going to be a 14-2 and two team. If they, made, if they go 13-3, and three, I think everyone would be like, yeah, that was... That was an incredible final stretch because they'll probably have beaten, you know, at minimum, the Packers, the Ravens, uh, the Saints, and Seattle. They would win two of those four games. Right. So you'd be like, damn, these guys are playing good football. They're going to be tough to beat in uh, in January. So this is where taking care of business early in the season with some of those shittier teams and overcoming, like, the Steeler game when they had five turnovers, find a way to win. You're in position now – I think this game guy, though, when you look big picture, is, I don't want to say must win, but these next two road games, I think it's unrealistic to say you're going to win them both. You take care of business here. Again, you're not playing with house money because, as I learned last week, I had $850 from my LSU-Kansas State win, and then I bet it all, and then now I no longer have any of it. So it's just... Mm. You win. The house has its money back. Yes, the house has, and my money that I originally gave them. You win this game, though, you're in very good shape. Because then you're 10-1. and one. You are then unofficially a lock for the playoffs. You just got to try to win, you know, three more games to get that by. That's the goal. Find a way to split with the Ravens and the Saints, which is going to be really, really difficult. But it's, it's Yeah, you'd rather win the Saints game. Like, if you were going to win three more games this season, right, I think the three games you would pick would be the Green Bay game, the Saints game, and the Seattle game. You'd be okay with losing Agreed. the other ones. Because then you got tiebreakers. Uh, you got to win this one, though. And this You would be okay with it, but 12-4, 12, 12 I guess if you've won those games, though, does that get you? What is that? 12-4 doesn't get you the one seed. Like the no, tiebreaker, I think it could get you the two because I, I had forgotten. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought the Saints, and this is where I forget that Raheem Morris is now calling defense, and they, the Saints got their ass kicked by the Falcons. Like them being eight and two instead of nine and one is a little different, right? The Niners mm-hmm. do have this one game buffer. All these teams, like, are the Packers going to not lose another game? Are C- is Seattle not going to lose another game? To me, the only team that might not... like I, I think the Saints are better than the Packers in Seattle, and they're probably still going to lose another game. There is a chance that 12-4 and four gets you the two-seed. Now, the two-seed just means... I had forgotten... Well, I guess I hadn't forgotten, but we just don't talk about it that much because it's so far away. And I think we talk more about the second year and the third year with Harbaugh. But his first year, they didn't make the Super Bowl, but they were the one-seed at 13-3. and three. So they got two yeah. home games. Now they won that historic home game against the Saints. And then they lost the historic home game against the Giants. I mean, those were two just 
all-time <laughs> Niner playoff games. But I, I think that shows you, even if you do get a one or a two seed, your games are going to be a mother, right? Because that, sec- that second round, it might be the Cowboys, it could be the Vikings, and then the third round will be like the Saints or the Packers. Like, if you win the NFC this year, whether it's the Niners, whether it's the Packers, whether it's the Saints, whoever it is, you're going to be incredibly accomplished. Because you'll probably have won 13, 12, 13 games, and then you'll have beat two 12-win teams. Unless you do it from like the, like if the, let's say the Packers were to win the, the NFC and they were the three seed, they would have to win three games. It, it would be, you could argue, it's borderline impossible this season, given how good the NFC is, to make the Super Bowl without the one or the two seed. Just of the challenge that well, would, because you would, you'd get one home game guaranteed, and then you'd probably have to play two row games against two really good teams. Is there so Niners? I can see all all six of these teams being in the NFC Championship game: Niners, Packers, Saints, Cowboys, Seahawks, Vikings. All six of those teams. If you told me two of them are in the NFC Championship game, I would believe you. Belichick did just say, and now he says the Dolphins are good. That he can't imagine, and I, I do think he's not just blowing smoke on this one, a quarterback that is playing better than Dak this year. So you go, yeah, Jason Garrett got some issues, but they do have a quarterback that is playing at a super high level, and they do have a lot of talent. Like, the Cowboys can... If I told you the Niners played the Cowboys, the Niners are the two seed, Cowboys win the first round against Seattle, and the Niners play the Cowboys, you're not just going, oh, that's a win, right? Like, the Cowboys could be the Niners. Fuck yeah, they could. The Cowboys are good. Meanwhile, the AFC, I'd say, at most, you'd say three teams in the conference championship game. It feels like like two and a half until the Chiefs get a little healthier than it gets to three. Yeah. Though, if I told you, do you feel comfortable playing a healthy Mahomes in a playoff game? No, and I I think we can talk about the – I think their defense is – like they held it together when he was hurt. Uh, so I don't know if they're quite as bad as we talk about them sometimes, but no, I wouldn't want to play them. Now, am I playing them at home or am I playing in Kansas City? You know, if you're telling me the Ravens are hosting the Chiefs, that'd be a hell of a game, actually. That would be incredible. Guy, I, we have a chance for some unreal second-round matchups. <clears throat> Just Cowboys, Packers, Niners, Saints, Chiefs, Ravens, Patriots, pick whoever you want as the, as the fourth one in the AFC. You told me the Colts. I, I can live with that. The problem is, like, Jacoby ain't beating New England, you know? Like, the Colts are just not. But he might keep it close. Uh, I, I have a hard time seeing one of those, like, the Houston or Indy going into New England and keeping it close. Uh, all right, so the Niners on Sunday. What do you think of this matchup? Uh, I mean, outside of Aaron, there's basically four guys that if you put their faces on a big piece of cardboard and held it outside of Levi Stadium on Sunday, I don't think people could pick no, out a lineup. they wouldn't be able to. That's what's so kind of crazy <clears throat> about this Packer season is Aaron Jones, who is probably the most underrated guy in the league, <clears throat> given that guy, he has 14 total touchdowns this year. 14. He has 11 touchdowns on the ground. Between him and Jamal Williams, who I sneaky always kind of like coming out of BYU, 
They have 20 total touchdowns. They're two running backs. 20 total touchdowns. 20! They have eight receiving touchdowns between the two of them. I don't think the 49ers, when you, because when. So Jamal Williams has five receiving five. touchdowns. When you think the Packers. And one rushing I think touchdown. you think, like, oh, just Rodgers slinging that pill around. He's, you know, he's got a couple of random guys now. Obviously, Devontae. Devontae has zero touchdowns this year. Now, part of it is he got turf toe and was kind of banged up. But they are, like, Scantling and Geronimo Allison. Like, those guys have been solid, but the running backs have carried this fucking team. And they have the best wide receiving name group. Well, because they're pretty random right now. For, with I mean, obviously, Devontae's a star, but the all the other guys are like, who's this Lazard guy? Touchdown, 18 catches. But I just look at the two running backs. I, I think most Niner fans, if you're just or just casual football fans, if you're not a Packer fan, you're not locked in on them, you're like, oh, just Rodgers slinging around this year. They're kicking. No, actually, they're just these running backs are killing people. Aaron Jones is really good. And they had one of the, it's only a year in, really, 10 games in, of just hitting a home run on a couple free agent signings. I call them the, if, when you're good and you have the same last name, you just become the brothers, kind of like Alden and Justin, yeah. kind of like right. Zadarius and Preston. They're just the Smith brothers. They have, depending on where you look, like 18 and a half. The night. Yeah, I've got 10 for yeah, Preston. I, you give them, give them 18 sacks. and a half sacks between the two of them, guy. They think about the last couple of years. You're like, God, Clay Matthews stinks. Uh, the kid, I guess he's not a kid anymore, but the dude from USC. I think his last name was per- Nick Perry. Does that name sound familiar? He's a pass rusher. Yeah, he, he never really mounted anything. They just didn't have a pass rush. Once Clay Matthews kind of just became a guy, which irony, the Rams signed him and he's having his best season in like seven years. But these guys are wrecking shop, <laughs> like. You pay a lot of money for two pass rushers, and 60% of the season they have combined for 18 sacks. Like, if you get – if they end up with, like, 14 and 12, and you get 25-plus sacks out of the two of them, like, does it get any better than that as a free agent signing for two outside linebackers? Like, what a year. And they're pretty good. Like, I was looking at their contracts earlier. They're – it's like they're paying the two of them $62 million through the first two years of their deals. But, like, the total guarantees aren't – crazy they just got a lot of money up front which is good for those guys but like this is why you were saying you said a couple weeks ago like hey Washington Redskins the point of thing is to draft good players and keep good players like Preston Smith was a second round pick like how do you how old is he I mean this is fifth year in the well, league that, why is he not on the Redskins well think about this I, <laughs> how do you draft a guy it's one thing like you draft him late rounds turns out you have all these other good players you can't pay them maybe you trade them how do you let that guy walk how does that happen, guy? I, I, I mean, what's the point of drafting, especially high pick? You use the second round pick on them. The Packers are like, you're just giving this to guy to me? I'll even say this. Listen, the Ravens overcome it. But how do the Ravens constantly let guys walk? They never... It's a hell of a fourth round they pick. They never resign good players. Like, if I was a team in need of a free agent, I'd be like, well, the first team I look at is like, well, who are the Ravens undrafted free or unrestricted free agents this year? Because they're always going to have a couple. And they... Now, maybe they'll change because Ozzie was obsessed with the compensatory picks. But these players, guy, should not hit the open market. Like, when do players that have, like, double digits just become un- – well, like, even to get D Ford, you got to trade for is it gonna happen? You get Clowney, you got to trade is it, for him. Is it going to happen with the 49ers this year? Fuck no. You think they're going to let just Eric Armstead walk? 
Well, I'm just saying, like, at some point, they've got all these first-round defenses. Now, these aren't – we're talking about second- and fourth-round guys, too, with the Pat, with the uh, the two Smith brothers. But still, once they, once they get three or four years in, they establish themselves being good players, the round is kind of irrelevant. It's more just, I'm not going to let this asset just leave for free. Like, could you could well, you imagine you don't get the fifth-year option. That's, but that's can you point. imagine the Niners, who are lucky they don't have anyone to franchise beside this guy, letting Eric Armstead just walk for free? Because I can't. No. I would be, I would, I mean, it would just be, it would go against everything that they kind of stand for economically. You know, they're just not into that. They don't. I'd, I'd be like, told you so. I told you wouldn't be on the team long <laughs> when he got drafted. <laughs> Honestly, what I would expect probably the most likely is franchise and keep another year. Or franchise and trade if they get a first rounder. Or maybe trade Buckner. I, I don't know what they're going to do. But they ain't letting guys just. Eric Armstead won't just be on the Eagles next year getting 12 sacks. Like, how'd they get him? Oh, the Niners just let him walk. Free agency. Yeah, no, no chance. $60 million. They, But here's the other thing, guy. When you look at their defensive roster, you know who's a pretty good player? Is for all the guys, I guess Buda Bakers was on that Washington team is, is a solid player. But Sidney Jones, and maybe it's unfair. Once he tore his Achilles, maybe it was just kind of over. But... Kenny King's a good yeah. player. Yeah. Or is it Kevin King? And he was the least talked about of the three coming out, probably. Was he the lowest? Well, I guess Sidney got hurt. Did Kevin King go yeah, ahead? Yeah, he went him? high in the or second he's... round. Yeah. And then they drafted Jair Alexander that's good. Between those two guys, they got 23 PBUs. Like, those guys make a ton of plays. Blake Martinez, the middle linebacker from Stanford's good. I just look at their roster when you factor in Rodgers, still Rodgers, adding the two Smith brothers – drafting a couple good corners, Kenny Clark's a stud. They're just good. Like, their team is just pretty well-rounded. And that's, I think, when the Niners were kind of taking advantage of them in the, like, 12, 13, 14, kind of that little run where they play them in the playoffs a couple times and beat them, they were a little, they were a little more NBA-style, like, Aaron-dependent. Like, Aaron, you got to carry us. They, when you look at them now, they're like, they're, they're just... They're just more of a team, you know? It's why, not that my take on Matt LaFleur, I don't feel that wrong about it, but he's been much more capable than clearly I would ever imagined. But he did inherit, you just look at the roster, like, pretty fucking good team, (laughs) you know? Like, you gave, if I told you that, well, maybe Aaron hates the guy if McCarthy was still there, but if I just put Coach X on that, like a Marvin Lewis, uh, whoever, like, they, they would be good. They're just good. You know, you could put any capable coach on this team and they're probably going to the playoffs. It's not one of those like, how are they doing this? For example, I think Sean McDermott deserves some credit in Buffalo because you look at their team and you're like, how many touchdowns Josh Allen thrown? Like, how how are they doing this? You know, who are their great players? Like, where Frank Frank Gore's getting going? Their schedule is how they're doing Their schedule helps. (laughs) But you just give that guy credit for – Having an elite defense, like it's clear what he's he's a he's a defensive coordinator or the defensive coach. It makes sense, for sure. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I this to me is one of these games where it's like, does Jimmy have to be better than Aaron Rodgers? No, because defense is pretty good. But and part of this is that this is and we don't talk about him really this way, but it's kind of this stretch is kind of a coach of the year candidacy stretch for Kyle because there are playing teams that are just going to be as talented as them in some spots or as good as them in others. And so it's like, okay, what's going to separate? I heard the great stat on NFL radio 
on uh, moving the chains on Tuesday, NFL teams that are trailing at halftime only win 19% of the time. So, like, the leading team wins 81% of the time in the NFL. This year, the Niners have trailed three times and are 3-0 and in those games. Like, that part of that to me is coaching. Who, who do you think has more touchdown passes this year, Garoppolo or Rodgers? <laughs> uh what did we say Jimmy has? Four, uh, no, he's got more than that. I'll go Jimmy just since you yeah, asked. He's got 18. Aaron has 17. Th- think about wow. that. What about the – what's how many picks does Aaron have? That's the difference, too. <laughs> That's like when you see, you know, when Russell Wilson threw that touch – or that pick in the in the Monday night game to Greenlaw, which was just an incredible play. Someone was like, That's his yeah. first pick in 7,000 attempts since week one. You're like, yeah. That's not Jimmy. Because <laughs> you, know? you watch Rodgers and Russell, they don't really even throw that many pickable balls. Like every other pass Jimmy's throwing is like, whoa. Now some of them are. Like rewatching the game, J- Jimmy does make a ton of plays. He just, the picks are just. It's part you know, of his We talked about it the other day. I, I just, we've talked about it since the beginning of the season. How many plays above replacement is he making? And he makes some, he makes some plays that make you scratch your head. There's no doubt. But. I think he makes as many plays above replacement as the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Just plays where you're like, I don't know what's about to happen, and he makes a play out of it. He is – I don't know if he's number one plays above replacement, but replacement level. But I'm telling you, man, he is up Do you there. remember the throw – I went back and watched the Rodgers – I want to say watch, I just had it in the background. The throw he made on Sunday Night Football rolling out, and he was kind of falling, and he flings it. And he hits Aaron Jones in the back of the end zone. Rolling to his right. Rolling to his right against Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. He's rolling to his right. He kind of flings it kind of off the side. Just an incredible throw. I mean, it's probably one of the plays of the year. Because Rodgers probably is the plays above replacement king over the last 10 years, wouldn't you say? Especially because he doesn't throw picks. Yeah, but that became kind of his knock like three years ago. It was like, Aaron, you do need to – you, you got to find a little bit better balance, but yeah, and I think I, he's found I, yes. that balance. But his plays of our of our lifetime of not like really feeling the Marino Elway experience, the Favre experience had probably more bad. Right, he th- consistently threw more picks. This guy is probably the greatest plays above replacement quarterback I've ever watched. Like Manning was just so precise, right? And Brady's just so in control. Rodgers is really a little more like an artist, right? He's a little more like a basketball player almost. Like, what? How did he do that? I mean, he's had... I mean, any time that you've hit... I mean, guy, he, how many Hail Marys has he hit? Like, four? I mean, I, I, he's he hit the one... Well, didn't he hit three in one season? Yeah. I mean, he's hit multiple Hail Mary game winners. In the history of Hail Marys, do you ever remember a Hail Mary completion beside Rodgers? Because I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Maybe college. Cole Pepper to Moss? Was that a Hail Mary situation? I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure he threw a bunch just up to Randy. I mean, Cordell Stewart. That's what I'm saying. Definitely. I, you don't. He had, you're right. I think he had three in one season. He had two in one game. Calvin Johnson had to have one. Does, who, does Julio have one? Can Matt throw it that far? Didn't Julio come in to break up? Didn't he? Doesn't he have a pick on a hail mary? Yeah, right. He, I think it was in a playoff game against the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you put Rodgers as the top ten quarterback team, 
all time? I think, I mean, just without even, just like I, what we know of his stats off the top of our heads and watching him play, yes. Who would you say is more likely to win the second Super Bowl? Would it be Rodgers or would it be Breeze? Uh, you'd say it's I mean, hard Breeze to put just, Russell in that category. Just He's got a lot more time than those guys. Yeah, I mean, just organizationally, you feel it. I mean, the Packers, obviously, I, it's hard to knock them when you compare them to the Saints just because we see what they just did in free agency. It does feel like the Saints just are more consistently in the mix. Does that feel right to you? Well, but, but they, they've had – I mean, one thing Breeze has had that Rodgers would tell you he's definitely not had. I mean, Sean Payton's probably a borderline Hall of Famer. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's got him as a like this is part of the. But you would say the Packers have been one of the most consistent organizations in the last like 30 years. Yeah, there's no doubt. I you can't. I would tell you my gut is just I feel like Aaron's better, so I would just say Aaron finds a way to win another Super Bowl if one of the two of them. Had if to you do told it. me the Niners can't make the NFC Championship, you game? think Aaron's better than Brees? Yes, better player. Brees benefits much now, and I think Brees is awesome. But if you told me I had to pick one of them at 27 years old to have for the next 10 years, I it wouldn't even hesitate. Yeah. Because I also think Aaron is a little more transcendent where the coach can be shittier and he can overcome it. Where Breeze would be a little more dependent on the guy just to be able to operate his offense. Because the, the other thing you'd say about Rodgers is he, Devontae has established himself, but he ain't exactly playing with Camaros and the – I mean, he didn't get Jimmy Graham in his prime. Like, I mean, you know, Michael Thomas. You know, Michael Thomas has 91 catches. It's November 20th, guy. Like, they, they have stars, stars. Like, Aaron Jones is he becoming a star because the Packers, or is he a star? You know, now yeah. he's a good player, but yeah, I would say Rodgers. I, I think an NFC Championship game. If the Niners aren't going to make it between the Packers and the Saints would be pretty unreal because then it would guarantee one of those guys getting a shot, right, against mm-hmm. the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I said the Patriots. Probably the Patriots. <laughs> against the Patriots. <laughs> Do you think people want to see the Patriots again in the uh, in the Super Bowl? I think they think they don't, but yeah, they do. They won't mind it when it happens. Yeah. I don't, like, I, here's I, what I, I don't need anymore, football. though, guys. I don't need any more Brady Super Bowls. Like, he's had enough. Start, let's start just giving some other pelts on the wall to other people. But have you have you noticed that when there's not a great game in college football, that you have you noticed what Fox does? Have you noticed where Gus and Joel are? No. They're at Ohio State. It's like week one, Ohio State, Wofford. Week two, Ohio State, whoever. Week three, Ohio. They just people are like, oh, I'm so tired of seeing these shitty Ohio State games. Well, they watch, they watch, and they rate. Now this week's a different story because it's Penn State. <laughs> It's but I would game, imagine but. this year those two have been between Michigan and Ohio State like five times of their eight games. I think they've. I think they. I think this is like their fourth Ohio State game. Yeah, maybe more. It might be more honestly. Well, they're they're definitely going to call the Michigan Ohio State game, right? They are calling that game every year. They, that's why Fox paid all this money for the Big Ten. They get that game. Yeah. So they've definitely got an early season Ohio State game. You're right. I think they've just got another thrown in Ohio State game, and this game is. Well, I think they had the first two. I think they had their first two like games that were gonna. It was like, you know, it'd be like halftime, like you know, what Ryan Day's to Urban be like, what Ryan Day. I know what he's telling him. He's telling him, guys, it's only thirty-five. <laughs> I feel like I saw that halftime show yeah, like three right. times already. 
We're only up by 35, fellas. You're right. Anyway, so Saturday nights, Sunday nights going to be. This is a good football. We got that game. We got this game. We'll get the headlines and games later. But God, I, I saw this graphic of Sunday night football the other day, and it was Garoppolo and Rodgers. And I wish they had done like a Steve Young to Brett, and then they transform into Garoppolo and Rodgers. Too soon for that? I think we're ready. I don't think it's too soon. Well, it's not too soon for Aaron getting that treatment. Uh, Jimmy. John, it's Niners Packers on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, you can do it. I'm not saying we've got to call him Steve Young, but, like, these are the two, like, these teams, these are two of the best teams in the NFL right now. Like, Jimmy's not 22. We can't wait. Like, we've got to start doing it now. Well, if if you're our age, you you were a mid-80s baby. You grew up then. Once your kind of football-watching world kind of started taking shape would be the early 90s. It was three NFC teams that mattered. It was the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Packers for like a seven-year stretch where they had Hall of Famers everywhere. They were the Fox signs the NFL contract, and they basically just showed those three teams in some order every week playing some team. And they were just praying to God they played each other. And then in the playoffs, they would play each other. This is this is a very my youth type game. You'd be like, oh, Bulls-Knicks. Now, if you told Bulls-Knicks on TNT, I'd turn it off. Uh, but this game I will watch, clearly. And thank God it's back. I, I'm actually looking forward to this. I mean, of course, I look forward to every football weekend. But this is a – there's just a lot on the line. It's a big-time game. It doesn't get any better than this. Honestly, if I told you at the beginning of the year, hey, man, the Niners are going to be 9-1, and Packers are going to be 8-2, and Sunday night football. You'd be like, John, don't be greedy. You know, just 6-4, and 7-3 and three would work. It's – if you and had, the Fox afternoon point. game would be cool. You'd be like, "Fuck, I'm in." If you had, if you had set this one up like this at the beginning of the year, I don't even you would have said like, "All right, that's a little crazy, right?" It would have been asking too much. It would have been asking too much, and it just would have felt like who you never, with the exception of one team, maybe coming into this year, two Kansas City, the other. You just don't predict teams are one loss, two losses, ten weeks into the season. You just, just don't. I agree. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.